Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a mini episode from M's Books and Cats podcast, where I am sharing my book, Catching Cats, a chapter a week. First of all, happy Halloween, book lovers. I am so excited to be finishing Catching Cats on Halloween. It seems so appropriate. And I will be taking a couple weeks off from Storytime with M, possibly the month of November. I haven't decided yet. And then I will be back with a new book to share with you. But for now... Please enjoy Chapter 10 of Catching Cats. I wake at dusk to a rumbling in my ear. My eyes fly open and I sit up fast. I know that sound. The black cat is curled up next to me. His eyes are closed, and the rumbling is coming from his throat. His face is peaceful. I reach out to him and pause. My hand hovers in the air above him. This is my chance. It would be so easy to catch him. Maria's words keep my hands suspended. The white one. I have to catch the white one. But why does it matter? Lady Morgan didn't specify a particular color. This one should work just as well. Still, my hand returns to my lap. Maria had her reasons, and while I can't understand them, I know I need to obey. A flash of white catches my attention. My cat has emerged from her cave. I watch as she prowls along the edge of the rock face. She moves gracefully from shadow to shadow. I ease myself into a standing position. The black cat stops rumbling. He watches the white cat as well, but he doesn't move from his comfortable position. I creep to the edge of the circle and hesitate. The white cat is getting farther away. I have to go now. I step out of the circle and a massive shiver courses through my body and knocks me to my knees. I turn around, prepared to run back to the safety of my circle, but when I look over my shoulder, I see the moonlight. The moon is full and rising. It slips through the trees and casts a pale ribbon of light through the center of the circle. The black cat, who would have been so easy to catch, has been transformed. He has grown to ten times his original size and stands on his hind legs. The claws on his front paws are as long as swords and glitter in the moonlight. His golden eyes are veined with red, and drool drips from one needle-like fang. He has become one of Jeremy's monsters. The white cat has also transformed. My heart sinks as it turns toward me. This is what I was trying to avoid. This is the one piece of information Lady Morgan gave me. Light from the moon at its fullest turns them into monsters. Oh, and the blue stone doesn't work on these beasts. The white one is stalking me. I move back a few steps and hear the black one growl from inside the circle. I'm trapped. I have to catch the white one. I take a shaky step toward the gruesome thing. She snarls and leaps at me. I dodge her attack, but one of her yellow claws rips open my sleeve. Little drops of blood rise to the surface where it grazed my skin. The black beast is hissing and spitting and clawing at the invisible boundary around the circle of trees. 
An idea forms quickly. It may or may not work, but it's all I've got. I move closer to the circle. The black monstrosity is wild. The white one is closing in slowly, creeping ever closer. Her eyes never leave me. She is planning and waiting for the perfect time to strike. She moves suddenly, and I almost don't react in time. I step to the side, and she shoots past me and into the circle. She turns and charges at me, bouncing off the boundary and hissing with rage. It actually worked. Does this count? Am I done? A burning sensation on my leg draws my attention to my other pocket. Something small and hot is burning through the fabric. Red pulsing light and smoke. I reach in and pull out a small gem. Nessa's gift before her demise. It's flat and black with cracks of red. Its surface is polished, smooth and shiny. As I stare, the cracks begin to glow and move. Bright red flames emerge and lick across the surface of the stone. It burns my hand, but I hold on. I re-enter the circle with the burning stone held in front of me. The glow fills the area between the trees and wraps around me. I am cocooned in fire, and it burns. There is nothing I can do. My body has become part of the stone. I stare at my outstretched fingers. Flames dance. Slowly, tendrils of light emerge from the flames and begin crisscrossing the space between the trees. They wrap around the monsters, who soften and change shape. They turn back into small, smooth-furred cats. The black one begins rumbling again and rubs up against my leg. I flinch at his touch, but there is no evil in him. The white one approaches me cautiously. She sits nearby and looks up into my eyes. She yowls once. It is a friendly sound, not malevolent. I hesitate. We look at each other, but there doesn't seem to be any ill intent. I scoop her up and hold her to my chest. She curls up in my arm and makes the same happy rumbling sound. I did it. I caught the cat. A white light is glowing between us. It is warm and bright, and it grows with the rumble in her chest. The black cat jumps up and curls up in my other arm. His rumble joins in and the light overtakes everything. I wake up at dawn on the cold earth between the trees. The black and white cats sleep beside me. I sit up and shiver from the cold water dripping down my neck. The ground is damp. A low fog hangs over everything. The forest is quiet. My magic circle is gone. It is no longer needed. There has been a shift. The stone Nessa gave me the one burned into my palm, has brought about a change. It looks like we each had an advantage. The realization comes that Nessa knew she was going to die. She knew what Rav was up to the whole time. She gave me the advantage. The cats are awake. They rub against me, and I absently scratch their chins. I don't know why I do it, but they seem to enjoy it. They rumble and rub insistently against my shins when I stand. My body is stiff with cold, and I take a moment to stretch. I survey the forest. All is quiet and shrouded in morning mist. 
The sunlight is beginning to break through in places. Golden light reflects off the pools of mist. Mine. The thought comes out of nowhere. The forest is mine. I walk back to the house while eyeing my new land with pride. It is quite beautiful now that the threat is removed. There are still cats living in the forest, but they are benign. The moon's power over them has been broken. The black and white cats follow me home. Luna and Soot. They need names if they're going to live with me, and these seem like the right ones. Luna likes to ride up on my shoulder. She is small and light, and I kind of enjoy having her there. Soot runs in and out of the path and crosses in front of my feet often. I have to be careful not to trip over him. We make slow progress back to the house. I don't know why I expected some kind of massive change. The house looks exactly as it did before, but it feels different. Lady Morgan is gone. I don't need to go inside to confirm it. I can feel the lack of her presence. The house feels empty. I move from room to room, noticing the lack. I find the cats curled up in the big room. Soot has chosen Nessa's couch, and Luna is curled up in Lady Morgan's massive silver chair. The room feels comfortable, less empty than the others. I settle onto the chaise. I am alone, but not completely. I raise my fingers, and a fire springs to life in the fireplace. Wow, nice trick. I whip my head around and see Nessa sitting on the couch next to Soot. She is stroking the top of his head with an amazed expression on her face. Nessa? Yeah. She doesn't take her eyes off Soot's contented face. Are you really here? She turns to look at me. She's not all here. There's an opaqueness to her. A fuzziness around the edges. As much as I can be. So, you really did die. Oh yeah, I'm dead. No question about that. Why are you here? She pouted a little. What? You don't want me here? I thought you'd be happy to see me. She crosses her arms and turns away from me. I'm sorry, Nessa. It's been a long couple of days. Nessa's laughter takes me by surprise. I'm just kidding, jeez. It's okay. I don't mind being dead. I've made my peace with it. I knew I wasn't going to win. I just really didn't want Rav to win. That gemstone saved me. Nessa nods. A small smile appears on her sullen face. Good. Lady Morgan gave that to me when I first got here. Said it would end this terrible plight and do good for all involved. I'm glad it worked. She rubs Soot's chin, and he rumbles with happiness. Nessa grins. I like this little guy. He's not so terrifying. How long can you stay? I don't want to get my hopes up. Forever, if you want me to. Your sister could only stay for a little while. Her powers were just enough to save you. But I learned a lot from Lady Morgan. Enough to give me the option to stay. I can remain here as long as I want, but I only get one chance. Luna jumps into my lap and curls up. I scratch her ears and listen to her rumble. What do I do now? Nessa shrugs. 
Learn all you can. Keep the peace. Handle things as they appear. Shall I start calling you Lady Lark? Nessa's grin makes me smile. No, just Lark is fine, I laugh. We smile at each other and scratch the cats behind their ears. They rumble with delight. The fire pops and dances as we stare into it. Faces appear. Father. Mother. Minnie. Rosie. And Maria. They are smiling. The sun is setting outside the windows, but tonight it does not bring fear. I stroke Luna's head and she nuzzles my hand. Tonight is the beginning of a new time. An age of love instead of fear. Tonight I will sleep peacefully for the first time. And that is the end of Catching Cats, book lovers. I hope you enjoyed it. Happy Halloween. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back in a couple of weeks. And until next time, keep reading.